takes bravery, man. What happened to human naming conventions that we go from <laughs> Mad Dog and Scorpion to Jimbo and Sully? <laughs> Interesting. It's all cyclical, I guess. That's future Jimbo for you. Jace, I have very disturbing news for you. Okay, all right, yeah, I'm ready. I, I'm just, I just need to get this out there. I need to let all, all of the gamers know. Yeah, they're coming for your Xbox. Yeah, they're coming, they're coming, they're coming for your Xbox. Big Microsoft and the woke army. I'm just kidding. I can't do this. I can't, oh I yeah, can't, wow. I can't step into that too long. <laughs> Microsoft is doing a an update to uh-huh. the operating system of their Xbox game gaming systems. Yeah. And that it now includes a power saving option. Uh-huh. Which if you choose to use it because <laughs> it is optional, yeah. will make it longer for the game system to boot up. I can't, I, I have no idea how this is going to get turned into something <laughs> shitty. Republicans uh-huh. saw this and decided that this was the galvanizing moment that they're going to choose. <laughs> To get to <laughs> Gen Z and millennials, I'm yeah, guessing. Yeah. And they're just like, you guys, the woke army is coming for your Xbox now. <laughs> All right. What are they going to do? Big, big old Bill Gates is walking into your house and making your Xbox slower. So you got to, you got to vote, go vote for us now. You got to vote for us. I'm not going to stand here and let big gamer tell me what to do. Ted Cruz and some, and some other dude, they're like, first your guns, now, now your, your Xbox. <laughs> Seriously, that's what they that's what they were tweeting. It was absurd. And like I I've never owned a gun in my uh, whole life. Yeah. But now after they have taken that same verbiage of they're coming for your guns and put it into they're coming for my video game console, I have complete clarity about how absurd and wackadoodle that actually is like i always knew it was it was a little crazy but like now now that they're doing it something that i actually have context for exactly i'm like this is this is ridiculous this is ridiculous (laughs) these these guys are wild and out (laughs) this this is now a news podcast (laughs) my xbox hey it's it's video game adjacent if you need sort of a a spiritual opposite to whatever that is then welcome to video game podimism the optimist video game variety show (laughs) where uh, two best friends talk about the wonderful parts of gaming perhaps not up to this point but (laughs) we will in a moment i promise (laughs) where we dunk on ted cruz i mean yeah don't 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 tempt me with a good time david (laughs) Um, i am chase did I say that already? I don't know. I'm David. Hello. Good evening. Good, good, good evening. Hi there. Hey, have you been playing video games, David? <laughs> Pull that out so quick. That Winston's so good. I have been playing games. Yes. Do you want to tell me about them? Because I've been playing some and man, I'm excited to talk about these fucking video games. So I'm excited to hear what you got too. I got I got some some oldies and some newies. Some freshies. Yeah. I got some freshies as well this week. Okay. Tell Fresh me. out the oven. Yeah. Still been playing Dark Souls. Okay, cool. Have you made it through Blighttown? I have made it to the bottom of Blighttown, and I'm now fighting the spider woman. Yeah. It was really tough because I made it through Blighttown. Yep. Then I died at the bottom of Blighttown before I found the next bonfire. Oh, God. That was a tough moment of my life. That was a very tough (laughs) moment of my life. I was was frantically looking around everywhere in in the bottom of of that area, in that nasty-ass swamp, looking for this bonfire, and it's hiding in this little... Yeah, in the cave. This little cave. It's not even... It's like a sewer it's yeah. like a sewer entrance mm-hmm. I, didn't, I didn't look in there i thought there was gonna be a big nasty in there trying to kind of try to chop me 
I was almost dead. I had zero Estus flasks and like half health when I got down there. Yeah. So I needed to I needed to conserve. So that was that was a tough time. I definitely that was that was definitely a gamer moment of I need to put this down and do something else now. <laughs> yeah, because you do know what to do at that point. It's just like God, I don't want to do it again. Actually, yeah. It wasn't. I wouldn't qualify it as a rage quit. It was more of a conscious uncoupling from the game. Yes. At that no, you need to, you need to step away. We need a break. Dark Souls. I this need relationship a break from you right now. What I need it to be at all. I'm not in the right mind space for this right now. Mind yeah. space, headspace, mind space. That works, right? Yeah, Anyways, similar. yeah. But it, I mean, it's still fun. I'm very concerned about my weapon right now because I've sunk all of my money into upgrading one weapon, and it's at half health right now. And I'm fighting the Spider Woman. I. We'll see how that goes. Hopefully, I beat her quickly. I get yeah. uncursed, and then I can upgrade this weapon and mm, prepare it god i'm doing i'm doing all this cursed this by oh the way god that is hell <laughs> i'd say this is probably the toughest part of the game for me what you're describing at least the first time i played it like because i was also cursed at that very moment mm-hmm. uh fighting fighting the spider boss at the bottom of blight town after just getting yep. demoralized like that's that's the hardest bit and orlando yeah. tough enemies tough dudes but like probably at that point not cursed you've got fast travel at that point too so it's a lot easier there's but fast travel in this game there is yeah eventually i just haven't unlocked it yet yes that's correct oh, that's i don't mean. think i don't think you can by that point there might be a way out of blight town who knows well i guess i gotta beat this spider boss woman yeah man make me very confused like I, ha- I went through all this hell and then i'm just confused fighting this boss now yeah. i'm like i don't need this i don't need this miyazaki hope this doesn't awaken something in me <laughs> hope this doesn't awaken something in me <laughs> still a, still a very fun game yeah I'm, I'm really enjoying just kind of seeing the forebearer of all these other amazing games that For i sure. have enjoyed like it feels more accurate than like what demon souls i played that one when it, mm-hmm. the, the remastered one for ps5 because this one feels like it's still just like an up version whereas demon souls felt like they just kind of rebuilt the whole thing from the ground up but just keep yeah. the mechanics so it's it's just fun to go back and see a little, a little, a little piece of history like this was a game changing game mm-hmm. game changing game so yeah it's just it's just really fun and interesting to go back and see what it was like back then yeah for um, sure definitely they've improved a bit i, th- I think at least yeah. going through blight town right now yeah I, it, I i'm with you i think like the there's stuff in in dark souls one that they have nailed and kind of kept in place like yeah i think the combat system is mostly there in in dark a- absolutely souls. like the general combat system of block dodge parry hit and is, the speed is all there. of it yeah it's like it's it's there it may be faster in bloodborne or sekiro or, or anything like that but like the base set of the combat is like that's that's been there it's been in place it's for there. a long time yeah yeah absolutely so yeah that game is a lot of fun i'm really yeah. enjoying it i also played in a very different manner mm-hmm. power washing simulator oh wow <laughs> after your house flipper after my house flipper <laughs> Yeah. I'm just like I don't want to I don't want to flip houses. Yeah. I just want to clean houses. <laughs> so here I am. Yeah. <laughs> I'm actually really impressed by this game yeah. in a lot of ways. <laughs> it was there for me in a in an emotional way that I was not expecting. Really? Tell yeah. Me. After a long hard day of work, yeah. sometimes I want to come home and play a game. But most games require too much of my brain yeah. to to play effectively or enjoyably. This game is gives me just enough satisfaction to be like, <laughs> yes, this is enjoyable, but lets me just zone out yeah. and just not think really about anything and just get into this state of flow of just like, oh, missed spot over there. Oh, 
that line wasn't as straight this time, but I'll get it again the, the next one, the next Passover. Yeah. There is, there is a zen. There's an absolute zen aspect to this game where you can completely and totally zone out to the rest of the world and yeah. just be in this game. It it is the the easiest state of flow achievement <laughs> that is achievable that i've that i've seen in a game right because yeah. it's not like they tell you to do it in a specific way no is yeah. you're setting these parameters for yourself of like these lines need to be straighter when i go <laughs> across how far down can i put the cursor and yeah. go across without leaving like a streak of dirt behind mm-hmm. what's the most effective way of doing this how quickly can i do this <laughs> right so it really it gets you into this like logistical mindset but yeah. the actual component of the gameplay is so simple that it's really nice and like <laughs> almost like a weird brain massage when i'm playing this game for sure so i'm i'm really enjoying it also like kudos to the sound designer sounds like just a power washer. They got it. But like, not just a power washer, but they mm-hmm. change it for each nozzle. Yeah. For whatever uh, surface you're hitting Surface you're doing it on. Yeah. You can hear like the little splatters. Sometimes it splatters, sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes <laughs> you can hear it like rolling down the, the hill that you're on. Mm-hmm. And then it's just like going down the way. Other times you don't hear that. So really like does a good job of yeah. immersing you into the power washing <laughs> world, which I was not expecting. Mm-hmm. So, like in the world of simulators, this compared to House Slipper, which I guess is not technically a simulator, but felt kind it's, of it's in a similar like one. yeah, it's in a similar realm. vein. Like this one is like top simulator. This is a really good sim. <laughs> so I'm 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 really enjoying it. It's just like you know, if I just am I if I'm having a tough day and I come home and I just need to zone out and chill, just go take care of this backyard for a bit. Go go deal go deal with the fence. <laughs> It's so bizarrely zen. You're you're totally right. Like it. Like I, I do meditation from time to time to just like mm-hmm. clear my brain out because like you know stress just builds up in there and it's an easy way to sort of like allow it to pass through me. Yeah, it, this game feels so similar. Like if I'm not mm-hmm. doing anything else, like I'm just playing Power Wash Simulator. Yeah, yeah. It it feels like you're saying like sort of a mental cleanse. Yeah, because I'm either faced or forced to like feel whatever emotions I'm feeling mm-hmm. without really a lot of stress on me or like mm-hmm. I'm not doing anything else really you know yeah and it's 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 good it feels good uh-huh no um, it's like it reminds me of walking meditation mm, where it's mm-hmm. like I'm just focusing on this one simple task of walking one foot in front of the other yeah. and I just let my mind go like that's what this game achieves it's actually very impressive yeah it's, it's able to do that it's so strange you're, you're you're totally right that like i don't have to pay attention to my body very much in the way that i sometimes do in meditation where like mm-hmm. if i'm meditating i kind of have to like focus on okay like try not to focus too much on like my hands or my head or anything mm-hmm. like that and just sort mm-hmm. of like let whatever happens happens but yeah if you're walking it's like your body's just doing its thing you know exactly the same thing here like i'm not really focused on any single part of me other than like there's some dirt i should clean right there I gotta clean the dirt yeah it, it reminds me of like a coloring book or something too where sure like, yeah there's not necessary like there's a right way to do it there's a goal at the end of it but it's not really that high stakes yeah. <laughs> you know it's almost like doodling yeah 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 it's almost it's like doodling in a, in a notebook right mm-hmm. it's just a mindless thing you're just like kind of in with the curves or whatever lines you're doing yeah just trying to shade it in and that's that's it's this it's it's kind of like doodling in reverse right because i'm trying to mm-hmm. just like clean up clean up instead of create something but that's i'm creating <laughs> a more beautiful area by cleaning up 
it's cool and i also think like the the visuals are perfect for this game like they do a really good job of telling you like where's the dirt yeah is this clean i'm never confused i'm like no that's dirty over there the the little last like, it the literal ding you get when something is yeah. done being cleaned and it's just like a little a little soft ding a little soft yeah no it's not like a yeah you did it yeah it's not like power one just like hey good 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 job <laughs> good job yeah good job congratulations you did it you cleaned the dirt mm-hmm. well done so yeah this game this game was there for me emotionally <laughs> sure yeah in a very interesting way that I did not expect whatsoever so yeah. I a hundred percent I understand. The love that this game received <laughs> when it came out, uh, I get it. I'm I'm a convert. I'm power washing. I'm a power washing pro now. Yeah, for sure. I, I, I understand. So yeah, really great game. Cool. I've also been playing. I've started playing. I should say Kingdom Hearts. Oh baby, let's final go. final mix, let's bro. Go. So I don't know if you I'm want excited. to talk about it too much right now. Yeah, if we're gonna do a whole pod on it, but I will say one thing is yeah. that I forgot that the game pretty much started off from the get-go with simple and clean. It's it's it, the first thing that happens. <laughs> it's the first thing that happens. I'm like, damn, they're starting off on the right foot. Yeah. This yeah. is badass. So I love that. I love that they were just so brazen. It feels like the this game is was so strange for the time because it just wore its heart on its sleeve. <laughs> yeah. Intended. Fully intended, yeah. Fun, fully intended. It's just it's it's the emo game right it's just like i have emotions i'm an emotional being and that's what this looks like simple and clean baby (laughs) so i i've I've actually been really enjoying it so far but we'll do a whole pot on it and we'll talk about it then sure so i won't get too much into it and i've also been playing tunic oh wow okay cool i felt the need for a old school zelda like what i got would you call this a zelda like is that even a genre i don't know if it's a genre but i think i like i know what you're saying with like the combat it, it feels like a zelda game like a top, top down, down me- melee yeah, game. melee game dungeons and items and puzzles really enjoying this game this game's great yeah this game's really a lot of fun once again does not blast you over the head with a lot of exposition or dialogue or characters or lore sometimes i love the lore sometimes i need like no lore and this game has some lore tickling behind in the background (laughs) but does not give it to you yeah you just kind of have to experience it and live it so i think i was seeking games that just kind of let me like be this yeah. last week uh, and i think i found a lot of good ones but yeah tunic's great good combat very well made game i think you were talking about how it's just like they don't reinvent anything but they just like do it very well yeah and that's definitely how i feel a lot of fun good level design interesting interesting uh mechanics of you know finding the game booklet <laughs> as you go through is fun i enjoy that and that i can't read the <laughs> words mm-hmm. it's just like we give you a little bit and you have to figure the rest out. Yeah. I appreciate that. That's fun. It's different. It's interesting. So yeah, it's really, it's, it's really good game. And I like the, I like the tilt shift aesthetic. For sure. I think yeah. I'm, I'm into that style for these types of games. I think with the most recent Zelda game, what was that? Link's Awakening? Yeah. Yeah. The remake. The, the Switch. Yeah. And then this one, I'm like, this, this, is, this is just like a nice way to experience these games. It looks so good. I'm, yeah. Yeah, I'm curious to see if they do, if anyone wants to do anything other than just a fantasy version of this game, if they mm-hmm. do like, oh no, something gothic or modern or horror or whatever. Sure. I see, I'd be curious to see how it translates, if it translates well. But yeah, really enjoying it. I'm very ex- excited if you play a lot more of it to kind of see how it lands. Because I know the, when I played it, when I was talking about like, you know, it doesn't do anything like super novel, I think it does eventually. 
It just initially, mm. it doesn't show you that like mm. super hardcore. It does in like immediately kind of play like, yeah, it's a Zelda game, but like it really does have a lot going on in there that you kind of have to like dig around for. And sure. There's a lot of like aha moments and like, oh my God, I can't believe I didn't see this before sort of stuff, which is cool. I, I don't think that is something that it, it requires so much trust in the player to to be able to pull off correctly mm-hmm. and tunic has a lot of that which is cool it's it's really cool to see i do like i do like it when they trust the player to make their to make the all the ends meet yeah yeah they give you very little and they're like you can do it i know mm-hmm. you can i give you enough yeah yeah get there that's all i've been playing this week chase what have you been playing i've been playing video games man <laughs> Okay, so uh, a couple things. One, I'm still playing Fire Emblem. The the story engage, uh, engage. Yes, thank you. Story has not gotten <laughs> that much different. I'm like I what I think is a little over halfway through the game. Yeah, the story is still whatever. I'm not like thrilled by it, but like God, the mechanics in this game are just exquisite. Uh, they're they're mm. so so good. I don't know that Fire Emblem has been better mechanically. Mm. Damn, it's it's so good. Like they've just refined that the like tactics part of the game so well sure um, they've they've also removed a, a couple of like layers of cruft that i'm really glad that they did cruft yeah i think that's it right i've never heard that word uh badly designed unnecessarily complicated or unwanted code or software this must be a ah a, a this thing. is this is a coder thing Oops. i've never that's a cruft yeah that's an interesting word okay cool the unnecessary parts of something okay you're like base level a lot of your base level weapons like iron or silver or any of that stuff it doesn't break like in the last couple of games and like uh-huh. only the stuff that is a little bit more rare or a little bit harder to come by those are the things that like if you use it a lot it will eventually break but like that's fair right like you have mm-hmm. if it's a very rare item you don't want to just like let somebody use that forever it's like you know you need to consider when you're using this but everything else it's like yeah why like why are we worrying about this we really don't need to do that yeah so yeah there's just just a lot of stuff in the mechanics that is really really good if you need to hear more feelings about it listen to last week's episode i had a lot more to say about it there <laughs> um i will say i'm still not negative on this game i'm playing it a lot mm. and still really enjoying it but i'm still sort of in the same place of like this could be better than what it is and i wish it was but i'm still really enjoying what's here so Enjoy yeah for what it is yeah right? for sure i am also playing there's this begins the stream of a bunch of new games the, all right let's hear it the video games have returned david i gotta stand up for oh, this I was about to say, chase is standing up his desk is slowly moving upwards he is assuming a position of power my first new game that i'm playing is an old video game um it, it is the last of us part one david oh you about the remake um yeah the so well sort of it had a like trial on the like psn thing oh sure for the first like i think it's two hours of the game you can play it on you know uh-huh. don't you don't have to buy it and i haven't yet but i think i will i so have you cried uh not yet the mm-hmm. show certainly has made me cry um, especially for all those who have listened to or watched episode three by now. Ooh. Real heavy hitter in that one. I'm not prepared. I'm going to watch that tonight. <laughs> I'm going to get fucked up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just you know, know what's going on. Know <laughs> what you got yourself. going into it. All right, cool. Um, So I, let's see. I loved this game when it first came out. The, the, the Last of Us one. And I think my appetite for worlds and games that were harsh back then was much higher than it is now. I have a real reluctance to watch through things that are like grim dark or like gritty and realistic. Yeah. Especially ones that are like pandemic. <laughs> yes. No, <laughs> very much. 
right? Yeah. Yeah. To like world ending pandemics. And so like, I think after I played through the second one, The Last of Us 2, I was like, I I don't know, man. Like that was pretty tough, Mm -hmm. especially because I played Last of Us 2 in June of 2020 and was just like, man. Just sink me down to the depths. (laughs) Yeah. And like, I think that that game was really well made and what is just like kind of astounding as far as like narrative design goes. But I, I found that its message was ultimately pretty pessimistic or or at the very least, it was interested in exploring things that are just so dark, right? Like mm-hmm. the, the, the themes and motifs that they were bringing up of like revenge and violence begetting violence and shit like that. Like, yeah, I, I, I know and agree that that is a thing that happens, but like it was kind of exhausting to play through that. Whereas what I remembered of The Last of Us 1 was that it is a kind of hopeful game in an otherwise pretty brutal world, right? Yeah. That like there are tough things that happen. And I think sort of the climax of the game is gray by nature, but a lot of it is what these characters are doing out of the love for each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I I was much more interested in going back to that. And especially after uh, having watched the first couple episodes of the, the TV show, I was just like, I want to see, I want to see what they did. So I'm now playing it. It is good shockingly to me uh I, i'm still really enjoying it i now understand why they wanted to put this out when they did i was because like up to this point i'm like why are they re-releasing the last of us like mm. it just it feels like it just came out i know it was like 10 years ago at this point but yeah the visuals of it are like they don't look that shockingly drastically different <laughs> you know mm-hmm. like maybe you could have up it and you know did fine but i was like why are they doing this but I think it makes a lot more sense given like, okay, so the TV show came out shortly after they put this one out. Like it makes sense yeah. why they would want to have those around uh, because exactly what happened. I was like, Ooh, I would like to go re- enjoy this again. Mm-hmm. So I have made it to the Capitol building mm. is where, where I'm at in the game. So not horribly far. <laughs> My wife, Emily Alice said, um, please do not play any farther than the show has gotten yet. Oh, uh, she's into it, huh? Yeah, no, she she likes the show quite a bit. And so I think it is interesting to see the game and see like what what they have kept and what they are doing differently. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I think the biggest thing that I'm noticing on this playthrough is just the pace of it. It feels just like breakneck fast. <laughs> the mm. game. I think the show is taking a lot more time to like show you the people and show you like how they act. And yeah, they have to di- they have the time to do that because you don't have to shoot anybody in the in the show in the mm-hmm. way that you do in the game, you know, like there, there's a lot more of a requirement in the game to have these like action set pieces where they don't really have to do that in the show. So it leaves a lot more time to explore these like people. Mm-hmm. But even still, like I, I get a very clear idea of who Joel is, um, who Tess is and Ellie as well. I, uh, the, the intro of the game still fucking hits. It's, it's yeah. really harsh and sad. That game really had like two of like the, the best characters that just die instantly yeah <laughs> yeah it sucks I, I i am shocked at how quickly things are moving because like i remember a lot of the set pieces of this game right like walking through the like boston qz the like moment you get out of that area for the first time with ellie and tess and then eventually how you make it through that part like all of those parts are so clear in my mind um and i think having not played it for a little while i assumed that there was a lot of stuff in between mm-hmm. there and there's really not yeah it's it's moves very very quickly um which i appreciate right like i think games of that era have a tendency to kind of like get bogged down in length 
and like wanting to be a really long game. Yeah. And I think even the sequel does. I think it's like almost too long. <laughs> the last of us too, mm-hmm. but, but this one is just, it's moving so fast, which, which I really, really appreciate. Yeah. I had like, I, I've been trying to figure out this feeling of, I had a little bit of a reservation about the show. Um, mm. and I think most of it was just like, I had this sort of uneasy feeling about remaking a game as a show and it kind of just being the same thing right? Like mm. they're, they're doing like shot for shot recreations of the game in the show, like the yeah. same dialogue, the same like spots, the visuals all look exactly the same. And I think that there was like, I don't, I don't know there, there, I, I am, I'm trying to drill down to what that is, but I think at, at some point there was just sort of like a, I don't, I, I want there to be space for other works of art rather than just like this one big tent pole thing that like is a huge hit on the game system and a huge hit on TV mm-hmm. and like nothing else gets made. Obviously that's not what is ever going to happen, but like, sure. I think there was a little bit of fear of that, but I'd also listened to uh, Chris Plant on the besties talk about how like he's trying to also like take a little bit of the frustration off of remakes and shit. And he'd brought up the example of a star is born with that. Like in movies, it's common for that story to be retold every mm-hmm. now and then. Yeah. And I think that that's kind of, I'm, I'm trying to be okay with it in a similar sense of that because I, I see a lot of people who don't play games suddenly talking about the last of us, right. And having this relationship with Joel and Ellie mm-hmm. that like, as much as I would love to say like the games there and available, like people might not play it, you know, like they might not be interested in that. It's kind of a hard game. It's kind of a hard game and like kind of a hard game. the the buy-in is high, right? Like you mm-hmm. have to go get a game console. And if you don't have one of those, like yeah. it's expensive and like to learn sick. to use a controller, maybe. Exactly. Yeah. If you haven't played a video game before, like that's kind of a tough sell. Yeah, good luck controlling a third person camera, right? So it's hard. The first hard. couple times you learn how to do it, it sucks. Hard. Yeah. And so like, I, I think I'm just doing this now as like a, what, what is the show doing and what is the game doing? I mm. think this was also a feeling that was very much alleviated by the presence of episode three of the TV show. Sure. They really chose to do some stuff very differently that I'm like, okay, this is like fully worth its weight at this point. If the rest of this, the season is shot for shot recreation of the game, it's still worth it. Mm-hmm. They've, they've done really cool stuff there. So anyway, I'm enjoying this video game. It's fun. And just like mechanically, it's fun for me. I enjoy it. I know that that's like not always I, I don't I, I don't always see that sentiment like some people think it's very dated and feels very dated and I get that but I'm enjoying it I think sneaking around as Joel and beating up clickers and runners <laughs> is still pretty fun for me sure no that's a good game yeah yeah I have also played this game called Lake Haven Chrysalis David Lake Haven <laughs> Chrysalis <laughs> semicolon yes. colon dash and <laughs> Dash. I did. I did not expect dash. <laughs> I did not expect dash. Nobody ever okay, does. Tell, nobody ever expects dash. All right. Well, what's up with this game? What's going on? Yeah. So this is a shocking, a lo-fi horror game, David. Ah, sure, yeah, sure, sure. I saw some people talking about how good it was, and I also somebody saw somebody say like, "Hey, it's pretty short. It's like a forward to a longer game that will eventually come out." I'm assuming Chrysalis is just like this is the beginning part, right? Mm. That it will eventually just be either lake haven or lake haven you know something or other moth <laughs> lake haven moth yes <laughs> so you you play as this investigator or detective called zeke Reynolds, um who he good has name. yeah pretty good name I, I i did like that a lot he is like called to investigate this case um i think it's like a missing persons eleanor robertson um this person like 
I, I think it's I, it, it's intentionally very vague, but they're like, hey, you need to go check out like what happened to her and show you, you uh, show up to her residence. You know, of course, it's very lo-fi PS1 style graphics uh-huh. looks sort of like a Resident Evil or, or I think more directly a, a Silent Hill. Silent Hill. Yeah. Yeah. Lake Lake Haven makes me think Silent Hill. Yes. Yeah. Right. I, I think that is that part of the influence is definitely here. And essentially the way that the game plays out is that you're kind of just doing the Silent Hill Resident Evil thing where there are puzzles to get from one place to another. And it's like, this door's locked. It's got this kind of key. And there's a way to get down to this part of the basement, but uh, you don't have this item or whatever. And so it's kind of just like ping ponging around uh, the Mm -hmm. premises, eventually getting access to the house and then, you know, wandering around the actual house that Eleanor has been in. It's really, really good. I like, obviously I'm a sucker for a PlayStation one style horror game. Yeah. I love this scene. Uh, but I think this is one of the better versions of that. Okay. I think because it is pretty obvious with its influences, right? Like it is visually a lot like those games from that era. But I think where those games, like the the kind of late 90s era of, of PlayStation 1 games is struggling against the hardware a lot of the time. Sure, I think sure. in, in the interim, people have learned a lot about like how to compose a shot in a video game. Not a, not mm. a gunshot, but like the actual frame of the camera, right? <laughs> Um, how to compose a shot is this dude? how to save a life oh sure okay thank you just a this little opposite a, the opposite of how to save a life <laughs> shouts out the fray so yeah so like a lot of the visuals are are really well composed like in the cutscenes. obviously i'm a fixed perspective defender in in this house um so i i like when the camera <laughs> angles are fixed it is fun it is it fun. is yeah, I, I think there's something to be said for that, especially in a game where like twitchy shooting isn't required. Yeah, so it's a game about mood. Yes, no, absolutely. I, mean, I, I think it does it really well. It is frightening in a very real way. I, I think the there's a lot to point to for it being scary, but I think the by far the spookiest thing for me was that when you enter this house, there's like a nature documentary on the television that's been playing for a little while. Oh, that is which scary is, already. It's already <laughs> frightening of just like a, a deep voiced guy talking about like and this pheasant is comet and yada yada autumn calls us home for the forest is man and a hunter may be more than he who shoots he hears the voice that calls him by name and secret sounds beneath the fallen leaves a hunter may be more than armed with guns he knows that what he hunts is part of him scary fright why is this why is that scary what's going on here what is what is going on in our brains that makes like oh yeah morgan freeman narrated nature documentary is scary (laughs) i think like on a certain level there's like a reduction of nature to facts and like almost not being hunted Mm. but like there is a a witnessing that you are doing in nature and it kind of calls back to this like you're you're part of this dude you're you're no more than an animal the the indifference of the of the natural world yeah 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 totally that's a great way to put it so that is scary but pretty much every time you make any sort of like narrative progress if you come back to the television, it is just slit pitched down a little bit every time. Oh, God, no. Until, like, <laughs> it is such a scary sound coming out of God. the TV. For the forest is man, and a hunter may be more than he who shoots. No. It's so, it's so frightening. Oh. And maybe that just happens over time, or, like, it, it happened the first time and I didn't notice it, but, like, eventually I was like, God, I don't want to go back to the fucking living room. Because I'm going to have to listen it's to the TV. It's going to be so scary again. 
<laughs> it's just it's really frightening. And I think with with games of this length, like it took it took me about an hour, right? It's not long. Mm-hmm. Games of that length, you have so much room to just like play with people's expectations because like, you know, that that's that was the case for most of the game. And then I come back another time and the TV's off, right? Oh, what <laughs> what happened? That is way <laughs> right? scarier. So scary. Oh, Whereas like no. it, it's really hard to maintain those expectations over the course of a 20 hour game, you know, like yeah. just inevitably the the mechanics will start to show a little bit. I think a, a great example of this in this game is that like you, you are carrying a weapon, like a firearm mm-hmm. throughout the whole game. And like every, every turn i'm like where are the bad guys you mm-hmm. know like at no point have i been required to shoot yeah. where the fuck am i gonna need to use this yeah why do i why was i given this this weapon yes and i think the the game's answer answer to that is really novel and fun mm. because uh mm. when when you are required to use it it's mm. fucking scary okay <laughs> you know? and like you are panicked right because like this is not something you are acquainted with up to this point and the game throws so much frightening shit at you in that moment and so it's it's just it's wildly effective in that way. I think like the the game is clearly showing its influence of like stuff like Silent Hill and Resident Evil, but I think even to a greater or not a greater degree, but like also PT. Mm. Uh, I, I won't spoil it, but uh, there's there's a very direct callback to PT and Silent Hill two specifically. But then also sort of the mood that something like Twin Peaks does, where like it's just so frightening and like bizarre and absurd especially mm-hmm. the end of the game that like it it is nigh uninterpretable at moments like very postmodern shit you know lynchian stuff going on there but like I, I just eat that shit up like please give me a vague and weird ending mm-hmm. um i really love that so yeah i i thought it was like a, a really good entry in this sort of lo-fi horror genre obviously i'm i am the target audience for that but yeah you absolutely are especially with Silent Hill 2 Easter egg in there oh my god yeah no, just, <laughs> I'm eating it up <laughs> I, I thought it was really really good and like it's like three dollars on Steam like if you were oh, at all it. interested like please give it a look I mean what can you what can you even get for three dollars nowadays nothing <laughs> yeah nothing <laughs> I thought it, I thought it was really good and like well worth anybody's time if they're if they're checking out that genre at all I would say that this is a great entry point into the the subgenre of like lo-fi horror mm-hmm. um, because it does resemble a lot of what those games were doing originally like the PlayStation 1 era horror but like I, I think it also makes significant changes for the better like I said the the ability to frame a shot in the game the the lack of necessity to have just like bodies coming at you you know like I, I think a, a game in the 90s would say like well we need somebody to fight against and so mm-hmm. here's the bad guys that you're shooting or whatever and this game says no what if we didn't like what if this game didn't have like enemies per se mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and what does that do to the game for me it scares the shit out of me because I'm expecting <laughs> there to be enemies the whole time <laughs> scares the fucking shit out of me <laughs> so yeah I, I think it was really really good um, and I'm excited to see whatever the, the like full game release if there is one ends up being so yeah cool. uh, another spooky game and also the last game i'll talk about all right it is dead space the the remake oh my god this game scared me so much when when it first came out yes i also felt that the first time i played it david not this time i am not very spooked this time i am not sure why so uh for anybody who hasn't played this game dead space is this i think it came out like 2010 or something like uh 2008 so a bit of an older game. This was like for me a, a 360 title. It's this like horror game where you're put in the shoes of Isaac, this engineer who is going to investigate the planet Cracker. Is it the Ishimura? I think Ishimura. Yeah. And shit just breaks bad. There's a lot of bad haunted shit happening on the Ishimura. And 
uh, I also felt at when it came out in 2008, like, wow, this is a very spooky game. I'm very scared of it. And mm-hmm. that was kind of my expectation going back into it. And uh, this, I, I, I promise you, this is not intended as a flex. I just wasn't that scared. Chase is a man now. That's what's <laughs> happening. I'm not frightened by your little video games anymore. He's a anymore. man. He's married. This is this is just the this is the <laughs> this is the the uh, the precursor to dad energy right now. I've got husband strength. Got husband strength. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Anyway, I, I skipped around a little bit, but they've essentially put out a remake of that original game, Dead Space One, very recently, and like. I I wasn't super like I wasn't plugged into this release very much. I was just like I know that that is a thing that is happening mm-hmm. and that I like the first one. So I was like I'll probably check it out and then saw that it came out and I was like sure, let's do it. I played through a lot of it. I I'm, I'm like mostly enjoying my time with it. I'm probably like a little over halfway through the game. It's not terribly long, but it's not like 5 hours or anything like that. It's it's, it's longer. Yeah. Especially longer than uh Lake Haven for sure. But yeah, I was I I went in with pretty medium expectations like Dead Space was not a game that I hold as like, you know, the the pinnacle of gaming back in 2010 or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had fond memories of it. So I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely give it a look. I think the most obvious thing to me is that like the, the original game, or at least what I remember of it, relied a lot on lighting to be scary. Mm-hmm. And uh, 2008 lighting is not particularly frightening anymore. Sure. But something that has got much better visually over the course of the, the past, what, 12, 14 years or whatever is lighting. And so... Mm-hmm. I think that those updates do this game really well. Like the the lighting updates that they've made just make it so scary. Like it is not the sort of like gray washed out darkness that you had in 2008. It's like, yeah, there are very dark colors on the screen and you can really only see in the light. Mm-hmm. And so it is it is very frightening in that way. Like you're never really sure what is going to be around the corner. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I think after the first like encounter with these like monsters that essentially like their arms and legs turn into like long pointy knives sort of spooky spooky right like yeah it's scary but after the first encounter you're kind of like all right well fuck these guys like i'm just gonna shoot them. you know like it's <laughs> I, I don't know dude all right just gotta shoot them now i was much more scared by lake haven it, it mm. is perhaps a feeling that i was i was experiencing if it's not a if it's not an indie ps1 horror d-mate <laughs> chase is not interested everybody hey man P- pt scared the shit out of me and that that game is not a, a, scary, a, a scary the game is frightening that's a scary game i i think a lot of it has to do with control like not the video game but just like mm. literally control in yeah. a game like yeah i i feel like i have the resources to fight these fuckers in this game mm-hmm. like it is not really hard to fight the monsters like they're yeah. at most annoying sometimes since like god that guy that guy just dropped on top of me like that's pretty silly and goofy but other times it's like it yeah it, it just doesn't get very scary and that to me like i'm not super disappointed in not being scared like it's still a pretty fun game overall mm-hmm. i think the i was reading about sort of the changes that they've made and a lot of them are like structural changes like you're allowed to go kind of back and forth between different parts of the ishimura sure which i, I think is a good thing it, it makes the game feel a lot more like a uh, metroidvania than just sort of like a very linear horror game yeah, I, I think the the update structurally to kind of this like Metroidvania style thing is a, is a good choice. Isaac is also voiced in this one, which he wasn't in the original. I, I think that's mostly a good thing. But like I would if you would ask me is was he voiced in the original? I wouldn't have known like if he was or not. So, yeah, it's not something that's like that's screaming at me when I'm playing. 
it's just like, yeah, cool. This seems appropriate. Mm -hmm. I will say that like the world and like the concept of this game is definitely more of the, the more interesting thing to me this time. I think the, the, the influences that it's drawing from are all really fun. And I love seeing how those things come into the game specifically. Like uh, there's, there's obviously a ton of influence from alien in this game. Of course. Uh, I think like the the idea of digging up some old ancient fucked up alien stuff is present in both of these games, mm-hmm. which is it's that's that's scary on the face of it. I think that's a scary thing to just be like, yeah, our discovery will eventually undo us. Right. I think that's kind of frightening. And that I think the alien series at least is purporting that that is a result of like capitalist endeavors. Right. Like it is the Wayland Wutani Corporation that is pushing to like use the alien right and it's like mm-hmm. they're they're the people that are saying like yes let's go figure this out uh utilize these monsters and creatures in dead space it's not necessarily a capitalist thing like the the like lore of this game is that earth was at some point like really it, it, the resources were running out yeah and so they made this like kind of latch last ditch effort to build these like planet crackers where they like go and like will mine a planet essentially mm-hmm. it's like huge like rigs that they send out into space which is what the uh, Ishimura is. It's like this giant uh, space station that like processes planets, which is like sort of a, you know, uh, I don't know, a climate metaphor, but I think the bigger thing that comes into play eventually is that there's uh, they start discovering these things called markers and uh, the guy who discovers it on Earth is like, hey, this is like a really important thing for humanity to go look at. And like, we should be able to do this. And I think it might be like God or something. Whoa. And <laughs> the Earth government kills him because they're like, that's way too dangerous uh, to let out into the world. And then as a result, he becomes like a martyr and people are like, we should definitely go look because like people are trying to keep it under wraps, keep it from us. And so there's like this whole religion founded based around this guy and so when they discover one of these markers on uh, i think it's like aegis aegis 7 or something is the name of this planet there's a lot of people interested in like well that's like us essentially finding like noah's ark or like you know the bones of jesus or something and so they're like really driven to like go get this thing as you're experiencing this as Isaac, like you're, you're looking at all the like results of them finding this, right? Like yeah. the, the whole station has essentially come undone and like, there's all these monsters just floating around it that are like totally fucked and terrible and reading all these reports of like, you know, when they, when people came in contact with the marker, they like their, their brain chemistry was changed, right? Like mm. suddenly a lot of people started having like suicidal ideation or like Whoa. thoughts of violence or people started acting in really weird ways, sort of hinting at this, like, you know, almost Lovecraftian idea that like, even just encountering this object is enough to like destroy someone. Turn you mad. Yeah, exactly. Or even like in mass effect, like the indoctrination theory, right? That mm-hmm. like, if you're around these reapers enough, they eventually just kind of worm their way into your brain yeah a similar thing is happening with these markers and so like that part of it is really cool it feels very alien so but like i said it's i I think this game is saying that this like religious zealotry and people thinking that there is like a bigger answer when there isn't one I think is like kind of the the thing that they are saying drove this in, in the way that like, you know, when you see somebody saying like, well, there's got to be more going on or like there's a conspiracy in the government. Like sometimes they're just mm-hmm. dipshits making the best decision they can yeah. or not a good decision. But like people decide to like make it up into this whole thing. So I, I really like that. I think that the the boss design and specifically like the spaceship is is definitely like visually very alien. Like I, I think the sort of like used metallic industrial vision of like space flight and 
sense like how to work in space is very alien but it also reminds me of super metroid in like the like wandering onto this like very alien place and having to like fight these terrifying monsters right like the Mm -hmm. i think the first boss in super metroid is that like hanging like garden monster oh yeah and like there's there's a boss in this game that like really reminds me of that in in ways that are just like wow this is huge and scary and i want to be rid of this monster now (laughs) (laughs) i just want it gone yeah yeah And, and i think you know specifically the the creatures themselves that you're fighting on the regular are very much something out of like the thing right like the these kind of altered humans that are just barely human anymore like it's mm-hmm. not the zombies of resident evil where that's just kind of a dead dead body that is now hunting you like the creatures in this game are like horribly mangled yeah humans. yeah and i think well, are uh, they humans or just they're necromorphs now aren't they yeah, like they get changed into those things by the like little flying monsters that come and like yeah. poke them and then you turn into a necromorph. Get the, so, get the necro poke. You get the necro poke. <laughs> you do the necro pokey and you turn into a monster. That's what it's all about. <laughs> Thank you. Sorry. Um, about, sorry. <laughs> no, it's great. Tonally, <laughs> totally, totally makes sense. <laughs> so I... Yeah, I think like those parts of the game are are what's kind of driving me forward is like the learning more about the lore because like, again, this came out in 2008, like the peak of my dense gamerdom. I don't remember any of this, David. (laughs) I remembered that there was a space station you were on and there was bad guys there. The rest of it, I, I got nothing. This was, this was circa when you chose Ashley Johnson. Exactly. This was Ashley Johnson, Chase. This is my Ashley era. Just totally (laughs) putting the blinders on. She's racist, but she's pretty cute. That's the thing at the time. I didn't even (laughs) clock what she was saying. I was barely listening to her in the same way that I was barely listening to the the story of Dead Space. It's just right over my head. I just wanted Mm -hmm. to kind of get through it. And like. I'd say I'm still at this point, like I, I'm just kind of being good, shepherded from one Ooh, mission, mission objective to the other. Speaking of which, just real quick, God, I love the click the right stick to get a little waypoint to show you where to go mm. in this game. God, so nice. That's good. I don't have, I don't have to spend a lot of time like grappling with a bad map or anything like that. Like just. I need to know kind of the general area where to go. That's fine. Mm-hmm. That's good mm-hmm. enough for me. So anyway, I like there are parts of this game that haven't aged, I would say, like perfectly, right? Like I think the shooting feels pretty clunky. I it, it feels kind of simple in a lot of ways. I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing, but it feels very 2008, the, the mm. kind of stuff that's going on, at least mechanically. Sure. But I'm also still having a great time with it. It's a bizarre game, and I think that like this era of games, I haven't really re-examined very very hard like the kind of like late 2009 to like 2015 era of games is one that like I've kind of just left in the past for the most part mm-hmm. you know the the visuals of it aren't quite nostalgic for me yet I love returning to bad looking PlayStation 1 games because I like that that visual style and even to a certain extent PlayStation 2 games at this point but that like 360 PS3 era I have a hard time really pointing to like this is the good shit or like I love this take on games but I think it's also been enough time at this point that it's worth re-examining stuff and especially you know games that were heralded as like really good games right like Mm -hmm. dead space because i think this far out you you get a really clear picture of like what the assumptions of the game industry were at the time like what was being communicated even without people intending to right Mm -hmm. and I, i think all that's like really interesting as not necessarily historical exercise as playing through like dark souls is but just like where were we in 2008 
making mm-hmm. games, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I think this game also does, it does the Bioshock thing where there's kind of like a big reveal at the end of it. Sure. And th- that feels particularly dated because if you know it, like it does kind of take away some of the, the oomph of the story. Yeah. People just loved M. Night Shyamalan back then. <laughs> big the Shyamalan. Big, the, big, the big twist, big Shyamalan time. <laughs> I, I think it was just like game stories were so, they weren't that effective for a long time. And so I think a, a stand-in for narrative effectiveness is a twist, right? Like being able to say like, look at how weird this thing is that you assumed the whole time, right? And, and sometimes that is, sometimes that's interesting, but I, I think you can really only do that a few times before it does start to feel kind of like a trick. Mm-hmm. You know, I, 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 I see it in this game and it's like, yeah, cool. And I see it in Bioshock. I'm like, yeah, all right. But like that, I think even, you know, pushing it farther to something like Spec Ops The Line, where the game is like kind of punishing you as the player for doing what it asked you to do. Sure. Like that's, that's silly. That's kind of weird. Yeah. But in this one, it's like, it's, it, it does feel kind of novel in this one, just because I know it's the, you know, the, the, one of the first to do something that significant. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying it. I think it's fun. It's not the best game I've ever played. And, uh, some of it is still very 2008, but I think like visually it looks great. And I'm just kind of having fun wandering around this like haunted house of the, the Ishimura. Yeah. So yeah, that's where I'm at. Cool. That'll all bring you to my optimistic thing of the week, David. Beautiful. What is it? It's being scared. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I like being scared in video games, specifically. They scare me more than any, anything else. Absolutely. They, they definitely do. And I would say also that like there are scary parts of games in games that are not intended to be scary. Like I, I find myself scared in any FromSoft game very regularly <laughs> of like... What you were saying. Godric's going to come and beat me up again. <laughs> yeah. Or like uh, what, what you were saying before. I'm at the bottom of Blight Town. I've got no Estes Flax mm. and I'm just on death's doorstep. Yeah. Like, so yeah. frightening of like, I hope that there's not a monster around this corner so bad because yep. like mechanically it is frightening. I don't want to have to go back through Blight Town. There's going to be another one of those Steve Buscemi looking things around the corner and it's going to get me. <laughs> it's going to get cursed again. I'm going to get cursed again. Those sexy Steve Buscemi things. <laughs> <laughs> got a got a thing for those lizards, man. <laughs> I didn't know Buscemi sexual was a thing, but I get it. Here we are. Here we are. Yeah. So game, games are like feel very effective sometimes to me at being scary, even when like that is it's not a horror game specifically. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. It could be anything. Love when they do that. Mm-hmm. Do you have something feeling your sense of optimism, David? I do. It's when you go through a dungeon and then you mm-hmm. come out somewhere that you've already been. Oh, it's oh, God so satisfying Tunic like you just really come out on the that. roof or something yeah yeah or you come out like from behind a bush <laughs> or yeah you do that <laughs> then you kick down a ladder and it's like oh my god i'm here yes yeah dark souls does it too yeah dark souls does it really well always mm-hmm. does it great but tunic was the one that i was seeing this most recently where i was just like every single time i go through a dungeon i'm like oh i'm back here oh i'm back here yeah. oh i'm here yeah. It's just like, oh, you bastards, you really were able to hide things very well with the with the yes. scenery and their uh, fixed perspective camera. Like, nicely done. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, just, I don't know why that is satisfying, but there is some sort of weird like, oh, yes, I've gotten through and now I'm back to someplace I know and it's kind of safe here. Mm-hmm. Sort of lizard brain that gets tingled when that happens. I'm assuming, of course, you're referencing tingle from the, Z- the Legend of Zelda series. It gets yeah. tingled. It gets it. <laughs> It's tingled. Just a little green, <laughs> happy man in my brain. Pops out of your, your frontal cortex, f- a confetti <laughs> under your head. Sounds like tingle. Does he have a catchphrase? Does he say something? It's like, boring. 
And then he like does that. I think that's only in Wind Waker, though. He says pudding, pudding hop. I, I don't it's it's not words that I know. Specifically. Oh, sure, 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 sure. Lo- love to get tingled. Um, love to get tingled by being somewhere <laughs> I've been before. I think it's it's also certainly we have played games where they don't do that and you just got to run all the fucking way back and it sucks, <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's always uh, the worst. Similarly, a, a similar kind of feeling when a game, you get to the bottom of a dungeon and then you, like a cutscene plays and it's like, okay, we got to go back and then it fades to black and you're just back to the top of it. Yeah. Thank mm-hmm. you. Thank don't you. make me go I don't want to have back. to walk all the way back to the dungeon, like three yeah. levels. I, I looked it up. You were right. It's Tingle Tingle Kulu Limpa, mm-hmm. which sounds like what you said. Kulu Limpa. I'll, I'll play a little sound bite so people Let's know what hear. we're talking about. Yeah, good it's times. good. I, Skyrim does it pretty well, too, where it's like oh, yeah. if you get to the bottom of a dungeon, there's usually like a shortcut that they unlock back for you. Where you can just like go back to the top of the dungeons. Oof, I feel like Skyrim was one of the first games to do that really well. Yeah. That I can remember. Yeah, yeah. At least big budget games, like third person games. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, this is so nice. I have to <laughs> go through the whole thing again. It's great. For sure. Uh, hey, do you want to move on to our main thing, David? Yeah, let's do it. Cool. Hey, mm-hmm. check this out. Hmm. It's good games. Mm. It's the uh, segment where we talk about, uh, we reflect on video oh. games from the oh. past. Whoa, you're changing it up. Well, normally the line is the okayest games of yesteryear. Yes. Sometimes we talk about games that are more than okay. That's true. We talk about some good games sometimes. Yeah, some like truly actually great games. And this week, this is one of them, and so I didn't want to introduce it as the okayest. Sure. Yeah, that's that's fair. Yeah. So here it is. It's Contra 3. Um, this one was suggested to us by listener Rob K. Thank you, Rob. They had said, play this. Uh that Rob had mentioned uh he won a not for resale copy for free of Contra 3 The Alien Wars Ooh. through a Nintendo Power contest and loved it. Such a specific entry into the, this this, uh, this game. But did you resell it, Rob? That's the real question. <laughs> did we even uh, tell I, us Papa Nintendo what happened? Dikembe Nintendo is never going to find out. He will never find <laughs> out what happens here. Uh, no, I don't think he did sell it because he sent me a picture of it. And uh, it for sure on it said not for resale, mm. which is cool. That's a cool thing to have. He also mentioned he never finished it until college, but when one of his roommates was a self-professed Contra prodigy, taught him his tricks, he was able to get through it. <laughs> a self-professed Contra prodigy. I mean, you can you can only be self-professed as long as until you pick up the sticks, you know? Like True. You Contra gotta, will shake it out of you whether or not you were good at this you game. You gotta prove yourself, kid. <laughs> You can't fake it on the court, man. You can't. You can't. You can talk all the trash in the streets, but the, tr- the ball don't lie, baby. It's true. It doesn't. <laughs> so before we get too far, can I hit you with some hot stats, dude? Yes, please. Hot stats. Hot stats. Um, so Contra 3, The Alien Wars came out for SNES February 28th of 1992. Mm. 21 years ago. No. Wow. 30. That's 28. <laughs> That's- My math... <laughs> Has failed me. 92, that's, thir- that's yeah, 31 years ago. Oh, geez. Yeah. Oh, geez. 31 years ago. <laughs> You're like, 21 years ago. Just a jaunt around the old block. Yeah. Nah, dog. 31, no. my dude. Off by a decade. I mean, that's the classic millennial trap, is that 
you think the 90s were a decade or two ago? Very recent. No, in fact, they were not. Mm -hmm. It was made by Konami, uh, which... Listen, Konami's a good game company. Um, At least they were at the time. I always have such a hard time tracking down who actually fucking made games that were made by Konami. Really? Because like, it's it's just such a, it's a huge company. And so like, it's always incredibly difficult to figure out like who made the damn thing. Mm -hmm. I was able to track down like a few people who were involved in like the producer, uh, Kazumi Kataye, I believe is how you say it. Mm -hmm. Um, He's an executive producer on this game and then also ended up working on uh, Metal Gear Solid, Silent Scope, and of course, Dance Dance Revolution Mario Mix. Wow. I didn't (laughs) know that was a thing. Neither did I. I kind of want to play. I'd be down. Also, uh, Nobuya Nakazato, who was uh, did the design for this game, like the game design, and then um, also for a bunch of other Contra games, and also the Vandal Heart series, um, which is a series I haven't played, but I hear good things about. David, I also have a review of Contra 3 okay. by Total, which uh, is apparently a German outlet because it says Total, and then in parentheses right next to it, it says Germany. So oh. I presume... <laughs> that that means it's from germany is it a total with an exclamation point that's what it sounded it like you were saying is it really yes Hell i'm glad yeah. that came through i love it <laughs> they reviewed uh this game and i it was originally in german i ran it through google translate a number of times and then spat it back out in english great what else do you want spit spit on me huh <sighs> let the intrusive thro- thoughts win this time the, didn't the, you the intrusive thoughts win <laughs> maybe too much with me on this podcast <laughs> you, even at the at the end of the sentence you're slamming on the brakes but it just oh, couldn't yes, really just, get they were already out of station they were already <laughs> out of station wait the co- stop the train <laughs> the code to launch the nukes was already sent anyway i'll read you this review now um <laughs> players with a low budget should receive their money or around seventy thousand, twice before considering a purchase Although the sixth floor of the housekeeper is not the world, the space here is also haunted. You don't expect endless fun like Wario Place or Link. However, if you don't have these problems and want a good husband game in your hand, Probotector 2 is the way to go. For those with a super heart, it's still a worthwhile purchase if they want to see their hardware in action. You can tell by the SGB's smooth texture. And that's an 85 out of 100 for them. It felt like every new word took it Mm -hmm. in a different direction. Yeah, there was quite a bit of zigging and zagging on that one, huh? That one was all over the place. That's a good one. That's a good one, though. Kept me me guessing, which I appreciated. I don't know what Probotector 2 is. (laughs) Probotector 2. I mean, it's provocative, though. It is. I do feel something when I hear it, which is nice. Like, is it a robot detector? Robotector 2? Maybe. I hope so. That's what I want. Like, it's actually a Battlestar Galactica game. You're searching for Cylon. You're a robo- you're a robotector. <laughs> Could you tell me what this game is, David? Contra 3 Alien Wars is uh-huh. a side-scrolling shoot 'em up. Yeah. Where you are a buff dude with big guns who also <laughs> shoots a gun at aliens. Mm-hmm. You can have two guns at mm-hmm. a time. Sometimes there are top-down levels, which are fun. There's some vehicles, which are cool. There are. Yeah. There's some bosses at the end of each level, which are hard. Yes. But cool designs. Yeah, I think that's the gist of the game. Do you have anything else to add? No, it's, yeah, man, it's Contra. Like, if you've ever heard of the game Contra, this is the one. Yeah, the the game starts with just, like, a big city being blown up by an alien spaceship, and then big <laughs> yeah. red letters go across the screen. The alien wars have begun. Yeah, 
it like it, it is Nintendo core of like <laughs> Nintendo core or Super Nintendo core. I feel like <laughs> there's so many games that are like this where they're just like we don't care. Just get into the fucking video game, man. Here's your little bit of exposition. Now play the game. Yeah. yeah, they give you 10 seconds of story and then it's all right, go shoot some dudes. Yeah, no, that's 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 mostly it. What uh what'd you like about this one? What what landed for you in Contra 3? What landed for me? I did yeah. like I felt like the game controlled well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like some of the street brawlers of this era could get lost in the weeds with like going up and down on the level yeah. as, as well as side to side. Mm-hmm. This one just keeps it simple and streamlined. You're just going side to side. You're just jumping. You're just dodging things. And you don't have to worry about whether or not you're lined up mm-hmm. with someone or something to sh- to hit them i thought that was good i enjoyed i enjoyed all the weapons mm-hmm. the weapons were very were very varied yeah i like the flamethrower in particular that feels one great. yeah was fun as hell that one and like the heat seeking rockets Ooh, that one was good too you could be you could do whatever you wanted with the heat seeking rockets you're, you're mm-hmm. like invincible until you get hit by a tiny little bullet coming from across the screen i like those i liked the i liked the vehicles the vehicles were good. They made you feel very powerful. I liked the tank. Yeah. In a later level, you get like a robo chopper, like as in like a uh, <laughs> yes. hog, a hog, a realistic or a futuristic hog. It's pretty cool. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah. Uh, like a pig, you mean? <laughs> no, not, a, like, not a mo- a pig. like a motorcycle. Like a motorcycle. <laughs> like a big old Harley Davidson. Yeah. 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 Hog. Uh, a hog. A hog. I really <laughs> I enjoyed that. And I, I did. I did think that the levels were varied. Mm-hmm. They were fun. They were interesting. Each one was kind of different. And I did like that they would do, you know, just a top down level that felt very yeah. unhinged in a good way, <laughs> especially because you could just spin around in a circle shooting bullets everywhere while your character like looks up to the sky screaming. <laughs> that was pretty intense. Yeah. Incredible stuff. That was pretty great. Uh, I really enjoyed that. Yeah. I think uh, anything else that you have to say? No. Yeah. I'm with you. The, uh, I, I was reading a couple of reviews. There was, uh, what's the, the dude, uh, Nakazoto. He had the, the designer of this game. He had mentioned a couple like interesting things. And I think you're hitting on a few of them that the game is like almost funny in a way. Yeah. Like it's just really over the top. And uh, mm-hmm. he had specifically said, like, I, I think that that's a, an important part of this game. He's like, I think the first game is like too realistic and too serious and so they wanted to like add some some stuff to add like levity which i think works like there, it's just there's so much ridiculous shit going on in this game there was this quote that he had believed that contra was a uh it had this theme of a low budget movie which i really loved that they are mm. calling it out so specifically that they're like, like a B movie yeah we want this to look like a shitty movie <laughs> Which, like, I kind of assumed at the time that that was an unintentional decision that's just like, well, we're just making a game and this is what, like, stuff looks like right now. Mm-hmm. But, like, they were really like, no, we don't want this to look like a real, like, war game. We want it to look like the Terminator or something like that. Like, yeah. Just ridiculous shit going on in the background. Not the Terminator's a B movie, but, like, you get what I mean? Like, it's kind of a low budget approach to, like, making these games, which I think is pretty novel and not something mm-hmm. you see very often. It was cool. Like Absolutely. That. Yeah. No, I do. I do like that. And I think that the artistic style, like kind of what you're talking about, shows that, right? They're mm-hmm. they're just trying to make it bright and interesting. They're not thinking too hard about, does this make sense? They're just like, this is cool. <laughs> yeah. This looks cool. So we're going to do this. There's a, there's like a series of buttons you can do to do just somersaults and shoot in every direction, mm-hmm. which is really, really cool. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's pretty great. There was this bit out of the Contra 3 manual that I would love to read you about the story because it's unhinged. Oh, sure. In the manual, it said, February 14th, 
2636. You are about to learn what it takes to be a descendant of Commando Legends Scorpion and Mad Dog. <laughs> that that <laughs> is, now the Red Falcon would like to use your family tree as a toothpick. You are Jimbo and Sully, special forces comrades, just like Jimbo? your fearsome <laughs> and Sully. Oh my god. Just like your fearsome forefathers were. Nowadays, your weapons are far more advanced than they were when your ancestors saved the world from being skewered on Red Falcon's fangs. The bat brutal beast is still in his prime and has had plenty of time to plot his revenge. He had swapped Neo City with six stages of the most cruel and unusual punishments ever. So run, climb, ride, sword, and start blasting your way through the alien main base before your family name and your planet are just dirt under Red Falcon's claws. It's so ridiculous. Oh my god. Is Red Falcon in this game? Uh, it's like the bad guys, I guess. Like the name of them. I thought they were aliens. I think they are. Did the Soviets contact aliens to take over Earth? It's a distinct possibility. <laughs> <laughs> the bat brutal beast? Um, it's a that brutal beast. That brutal beast. I was like, who's a bat? <laughs> Sounds like an Avenged Sevenfold lyric. Bat brutal beast, yeah. That brutal beast. Um, the Red Falcon is a military organization which acted as the original antagonist of the Contra series. The ranks are composed in part of brainwashed and well-armed human military forces, as well as various alien life forms which control the former. The, the, the bosses are just ridiculous alien monsters in, in this game. It's pretty incredible. They're pretty good. They're pretty good bosses. I do enjoy yeah. the bosses. Um, like the big, the big like turtle you fight at the end of the first one. The big mutated really turtle. Yeah. yeah. He looks so he looks like he's in pain. Kind of putting the poor boy out of his misery. You put the poor boy out of his but, misery. Yeah. The gall to make one of your main characters named Jimbo is is really takes bravery, man. What happened to human naming conventions that we go from <laughs> Mad Dog and Scorpion to Jimbo and Sully? <laughs> Did we go back in time? Interesting. It's all cyclical, I guess. That's future Jimbo for you. It's future Jimbo. In the future, we're all Jimbos. Maybe maybe what happened is mm -hmm. that Mad Dog and Scorpion were their code names. Mm. And now their real names in the future are like <laughs> something crazy like Mad Dog and Scorpion. So they have to give them an <laughs> yeah. equally unconventional nickname, which is Jimbo and Sully. Yeah. Maybe we that should, makes more I, sense. Maybe we should start introducing ourselves as Jimbo and Sully on this podcast, David. That's just <laughs> who's, our who's Jimbo and who's Sully? That's a really good question. <laughs> we'll leave it up. We'll leave it up to the listeners. Are you more of a Jimbo, or do you think <laughs> uh, I'm more of a Sully? Who knows? Also, let let me know. Let let us know what you are. If you are feeling like you're a Jimbo or a Sully, let me know. Yeah. Yeah, are you the, yeah, we'll put a we'll put a Twitter poll up or something. Just put it somewhere on the internet. We'll hear it. <laughs> just just yell out into the abyss. I am a Jimbo. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Are you a yeah. Jimbo or a Sully? Team Jimbo or Team Sully? This is the new <laughs> Team Edward or Team Jason? Luke? <laughs> Jason. Taylor? Tyler? Who Jacob. Was, Jacob, that was it. Fuck, I'm sorry, everyone. I butchered, I butchered <laughs> sorry, that. Sorry, Twilight fans. I butchered that pretty hard. Really dropped the ball on Jason. <laughs> Jacob? <laughs> Jacob, yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. Just checking. So, yeah, the, the video game. Um, I like that this game is, like, knowable. 
Like it is, it seems so overwhelmingly challenging and hard, but like I was watching as I was fully expecting to watching somebody much better at this game, play it. And Mm -hmm. I was like this, like you can do this. It's, it seems so hard and so wild, but like at a a certain point you start to notice patterns of like, okay, these guys, like the red ones or the blue ones will attack like this. And so Mm -hmm. I can kind of predict where they're going to be. This boss makes a lot more sense. If you go up and shoot this thing, then that thing, then you, then you go Uh down here and hit this. The the person who I was watching skipped the vehicle, which I was like, damn pro strat. Whoa. I wouldn't have expected that. They're like that yeah, is it's... a that is a sigma male move right there. <laughs> yeah, real grind set sort of sort of move to skip <laughs> the vehicle entirely. Everybody takes the vehicle, but not me. I take the long road. I, take... I use my feet. I use. Got to get my feet right first. Jimbo got to use his feet. <laughs> <laughs> Sully's more a tank man. <laughs> yeah jimbo's feet ain't supposed to be used for pushing the gas them's for walking <laughs> them's for pushing the earth um <laughs> so <laughs> i feel like this this game definitely inherits a lot from like the arcade style of of gaming sure but I, I, a lot of the time with those games i feel like they're so intentionally driven to be hard in an unfair way like mm. we're just gonna get some quarters out of you mm-hmm. but i like this this one like it is hard but it is also beatable. You can do this. Yeah. Which is absolutely. nice. Like you just kind of have to like pay enough attention to it over a certain amount of time to be like, mm-hmm. I'm getting better at this. Like I know what I'm doing. I know what to do. And like it, it is hard, but I, I appreciate that it's not like so punishing. Yeah. In the way that a lot of other games of this era really were. You definitely you definitely get your Morpheus moment, you know, <laughs> when you start to believe and then you just start yeah. plowing through. Like with any game like this or like a Dark Souls type game, once you start mm-hmm. learning the patterns and the and the movesets and know how to counter everything, yeah. you just start, you start reading the code of the Matrix and you become the one. It's great. And it really is an empowering moment when that happens. I don't even see code anymore, man. I mm-hmm. just see zombie dog, big spooky turtle. Guy with guy with a gun. What was up with those dogs? I know, so frightening. Just eating trash, and they eventually come and fight you. Yeah, it's terrifying. Do they have yeah. faces of people, or were they zombies? Is that what I you're don't saying? know. I had no idea. Just spooky dogs. Yeah, fucked up dogs. Something that Nakazoto had mentioned in like some of these interviews was that he was like concerned with the traditional pattern of weak enemies followed by a boss fight, in that like it it would kind of become a little mundane. Mm. He specifically said he wanted players to feel in for the long haul every play session. And so to c- combat this, he established this like concept for something interesting needing to happen every three screen scrolls. Mm. And so like it, it, the intention he said was to make it feel a little bit closer to like a boss rush almost. Mm. And that like this, this version of Contra was like going against the trend of console games at the time that were like shifting a little bit more to slow paced strategy and like role playing games. And specifically mentioned that this game is good for quick stress relief, which I understand what he's saying there, but damn, this game is stressful. It is really hard. It is stressful. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you, you will def you will consistently be in a position where you're like, I am about to die and there's nothing I yeah. can do constantly just like there's nowhere i can go and i'm just (laughs) i'm just gonna have to eat it yeah no but i i appreciate what he's saying there that like they're they're essentially trying to like take out of the game anything that isn't fun and then Mm -hmm. make sure that like okay it's been almost a little bit too long let's just put the boss here or put the mini boss of this level here or a vehicle or whatever right Mm -hmm. and so i feel like that does come through like the game doesn't drag very much 
you either get killed immediately because you don't know this part of the level or you make it farther than you did before, which Mm -hmm. is cool. I I like that approach, like a nice design by subtraction sort of thing. Yeah. No, it it is. It's it's a lot of fun. It it is interesting how they how they laid that out. Mm -hmm. It's a it's a it's a different way of thinking about these types of games and it makes it more engaging, I think. Yeah, for sure. It like it doesn't require you to like grind to get back to the the part that you want to. Yeah. Yeah. It's like if you know how to do it, you can fly through these levels. Yeah. And it doesn't feel like that at first. But like, yeah, once you know the patterns, you're like, okay, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. I'm God. I'm good. (laughs) Like I was saying before, this game also feels just like so quintessentially Super Nintendo. Mm -hmm. Like the story, the palette, the art style, the gameplay, it's all just like this feels like what Super Nintendo does um, to me. Yeah. I know that there's a lot of different kinds of games on the SNES, but like I definitely think of like running, gunning action shooters as like a thing of that era. I mean, I think this was like the tentpole of that genre at the time Mm -hmm. wasn't it i think so like i I can't think of any other games that were like as well regarded as this one um and like i'm i was trying to think in hindsight like does this game stand up still on its own you know because like i i think that this era or this kind of game style isn't you don't see this very often um you see the 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 challenge and the difficulty and stuff, you know, any of the souls games or anything like that, but the kind of like shooting bullet hell stuff. Um, I, I think you, you get bullet hell in other kinds of games. You see them a lot more in like Zelda like games, but not sort of in this style. And so I'm, I don't know. I'm curious if this one still like lands for you in the year 2023. I really enjoyed this game. Yeah. I thought it was well made. I thought the levels were interesting. I thought it was very, one thing that I really, I think, appreciate about this game is that everything is very clear yeah right yeah when when i have a bullet hell style game and everything just feels muddled and i'm mm-hmm. and i'm dying because i just can't see things or yeah. like yeah. discern what actually is going to hurt me that is not an enjoyable experience for me but i feel like this game was very clear as mm-hmm. to what's going to hit me and how i can get out of that way and if i wasn't able to it's a pretty easy get back to that point and figure it out sort of situation so i think that loop works really well and it does feel like it's more on the fair side of hard right there are some games that are just hard for the sake of being hard this one feels like okay no we kind of want you to actually like go through and play this game so we're not going to make it easy but we're also not going to just like step on your throat you know yeah so I think that it it did definitely definitely had me engaged that way, and I did like, and I was kind of surprised by the fact that you could have like multiple weapons, you could swap them out depending on what power ups you got, and yeah. I did like the little breaks in the action with the the vehicles and the top down levels were just a little bit different, a little bit interesting, mm-hmm. uh, somewhat confusing when I first got into a top down level. I didn't know what actually I was supposed to do, yeah. but yeah. figured it out. It was fine. And they're just fun. It's just it's just silly mm-hmm. fun. It's it's kind of like lighthearted violence in a, in a, in a way. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it's against aliens, so it's okay. So yeah, no, I I really did quite enjoy this game. Yeah, for sure. No, yeah, I'm I'm with you. I think that like you know this wouldn't be game of the year if it came out this year. But I think like the the mechanical basis of it is just so solid mm-hmm. that like it is still fun. It is still fun to play these kind of games. And I, I think the success of something like the like Streets of Rage game came out a little mm-hmm. while ago mm-hmm. or the, so the Shredder's Revenge game. Mm-hmm. I think those mm-hmm. speak mm-hmm. to the idea that like these aren't these ideas aren't stuck in the past. They are still fun. And I think the the success of Streets of Rage was kind of adhering to the structure of the old games. And I think Shredder's Revenge was changing it up a little bit. You know, we're going to either be very similar and harken back to that era or with, with 
Charger's Revenge, like we're gonna let you play through the whole game and like kind of in a level basis mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and just kind of add on top of what was there already. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I think like this, if you could totally put this kind of game out in 2023 and I think it would be really benefited if you just sort of like layered a little bit on top or, mm. you know, somebody could easily put out Contra the Roguelike and that would immediately sell. Contra the Roguelike, you know? Yeah, probably probably would. Because like that that loop really benefits just replaying over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. It's fast. It's, like, it's fast. Yes, you know, like in in something like Spelunky or like Shovel Knight Dig or something like that. Like you can, those runs can be incredibly short. Mm-hmm. And so I think like this this kind of game would definitely kind of slot into that zone pretty easily. If like these runs can be incredibly short if you want them to, or if you if you do badly, that's also an option. But being able to make it through to the end of Contra is incredibly satisfying in the way that in any sort of like roguelike game is is a similar sort of satisfaction that you can get mm-hmm. from just like learning the game and getting better at it. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Not that like, you know, I'm telling somebody how to make a game or anything, but just like mm-hmm. I could see the these base mechanics working really well in the kind of genres that we hey, already have. You have a green game design, Chase. Make this game. Oh, man. It takes so much to make a game. It's a miracle <laughs> that any video game ever comes out. <laughs> This is a man with a real working knowledge of the how the sausage gets made here. It's hard, man. It's yeah. hard to make a video game. Mm-hmm. I've I've been working in front end development like since like 2015, and like I feel like I could probably could have made like one game in that time. I've made so many websites in that <laughs> in that span of time, but I probably could have made one game that like maybe sold okay, mm-hmm. and that's it. It's a labor it, of love. It's so hard to make these fucking things, man. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Anyway, hey, Rob, thanks for your suggestion. This is a fun one. I liked, I liked playing Contra. Yeah, thanks, Rob. It's a good game. It uh, makes sense why it was rated so high at the time, especially. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well made. Yeah. Good yeah. bones. Good bones. Great bones. Great bones. <laughs> Great bones. Hello, everyone. If you like this podcast, if you like this episode and you want to go and check out games we have played, you want to check out our social media, you want to check out our past episodes, you can go to Mm podtimism.com and do all of those things. There's a search bar there so you can find games we have talked about in any episode in any capacity. You can leave suggestions for us to do different games in the future or like suggest us to do like different bits or or lists. I don't know. Whatever you need. Get crazy with it. (laughs) Uh, We're here for you. So yeah, they, yep. Go go check it out. It's a great website. Chase made it. It's beautiful. He pops Thanks. those babies out like it's nothing. Those websites. They're easy. Easy mm-hmm. to make a website. There much easier than a video game. <laughs> much much easier than a video game. So yeah, thank you. No, not thank you yet. First of <laughs> no, all, I, I will not be thinking anything. <laughs> not yet. It's too yet. early. Too early to think. But we, I will say that this is the scout out of the week, and it thanks is. Scout Wilkinson in particular for her yeah. beautiful podcast art that we have. She's a talented artist. She's in demand. I don't know if her commissions are open right now, but you can go check out her website and get some merch at co-fi.com slash humble goat. She's got stickers. She's got, she's got, st- she's stickers. got stickers. Watch out, everybody. She got stickers. They're good. Good stickies. I haven't seen these stickers. I want to see. They actually are are quite quite good. She has a four-leaf clover that says still alive on it, which I really appreciate. No pain, no pain. No pain. It's got big Fido Dido energy. A, a teardrop that said didn't <laughs> cry. Dido. Hell yeah. It's got a tangela. Does got a tangela. Anyways. Anyways. 
if you if you also want to help us out can leave a review on any podcast listener that you use we really Mm -hmm. appreciate it we'd like to to read them for our own mental health boosts throughout the week. It, it is nice, I will say. <laughs> so we appreciate that. You can also spread the good word to a friend. Let others know if, if you like Pontimism, maybe they will like Pontimism as well. Uh, we really appreciate that. And of course, thank you, dear listener, for spending your time with us. It's mm-hmm. wild that you do that, and we really appreciate it. So yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, we appreciate you being here. Mm-hmm. It's great. It's fun to make this podcast. I still, I still love doing it. These video games just don't stop being good. They're still, they're still good. They're I've still been good. playing these since I was four, and they're <laughs> still good. There's still they, new experiences to be had in these games. So surprising. It's pretty impressive. Week after week, I just keep coming back. Like, yeah, I'll have another. I'll have another. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I will have another, please. Chase, do you have any video game wisdom for us this week? We do, we do this bit every week, and every time I'm like, oh, shit. God, I get you with your pants down each time. Yeah, I like <laughs> because usually when I'm doing the outro, I'm like, all right, I got my thing, and then I get to end it, and David gets to say something. And then when you're doing it, I feel like I'm just like on a beach somewhere, kicking back. Like, David's got it. Mm-hmm. It's, all, it's all good. <laughs> no, it's you this week, baby. Then the rug gets ripped out from me. I'm like, wait, I got to be kind of funny maybe or like some insightful stuff. I mean, something. It doesn't have to be anything insightful. It doesn't have to be something funny. It could be, it could be nothing. You could just make fart noises with your mouth and that could be the mm. optimistic thing of the, or the, your, uh, your wisdom of the week. Yeah, sure. My wisdom of the week is don't go chasing waterfalls. And by waterfalls, I mean... <laughs> Ancient pieces of alien technology. Oh, that maybe should stay hidden. Oh, okay. What is like? <laughs> maybe I don't think they need to be found every time. You know, like I think we got a lot of evidence that like nasty old alien stuff is like not good to unearth, mm-hmm. which is what water waterfalls means in the hmm. song by TLC. Thank you, David. I got you. I think that TLC actually stands for uh, totally <laughs> loves totally loves Contra. <laughs> I think TLC was a big fan of Contra and video games. Tender, tender love in Contra is actually they when they said don't go chasing waterfalls. The next mm-hmm. lyric is actually uh, step through them because there's a chest on the other side. <laughs> Big Gamers TLC. <laughs> Big Gamers TLC. If there's a waterfall, you have to go behind it because there's something there. And also don't unearth ancient alien obelisks. No, no obelisks for me, please. Thank you. Please stick to the rivers and the lakes that you're used to. And by that, I mean, just don't planet crack. Oh, yeah, just, go, just go to planet Earth. Stick with Earth. Invest in green technology. Invest don't planet. Green- don't go planet cracking now. <laughs> Please invent solar power and nuclear power too. <laughs> I got nothing to say. That's beautiful. That's, yeah, it's great. Right. All right, then that's good. That's the end of the Love episode. Love the earth. <laughs> Love the earth. End of episode. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.